You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good morning and welcome to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiuri, along with Markwell Slaughter, Roger Weiss, Joe Marguccio, and Dick Gallagher, the legend, in studio. We're going to preview the big schools today. Yeah, if you're waiting for the fancy Inside High School Sports jingle, uh, it took the week off. It's on vacation just like I am. We'll have it back next week. Thanks to our sponsors uh, for sticking in there with us each and every week. And thank you guys for uh, listening to us each and every week. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Morning, morning there. Morning, y'all. I was waiting for that. I wanted to get into that. You have to bear with me, Anthony. I'm still going through Olympic withdrawal and all that. It, Are you really? Oh, absolutely. You're I, not even geeked up for football? Uh, no, nah, the Olympics is one of my priorities. and uh, It's too early for football, you know. <gasps> uh, throw them out the door. I should. <laughs> well, the pre- the pre-season, Nate, call security. It's Christmas. The preseason? You know, it just yeah, but college nothing. kicks off today. Uh, you have uh, Little League. We get started tomorrow. In fact, uh, yeah, tomorrow's our season opener. And get this, I'm going to announce, do the announcing for the little guys, the rattlesnakes. They start at like uh, 920 or something like that. So the anybody going out to the uh, Niagara Falls Junior Athletic Field on uh, mm-hmm. uh, Buffalo Avenue in the LaSalle area of Niagara Falls, uh, you'll hear a familiar voice over the PA. That will be me. And then at 11 o'clock, uh, Nick's game, our season opener against Pendleton. So we welcome our friends from Pendleton over to Niagara Falls, and we hope to have a great day. Uh, you're going to like this one, guys. I was talking to uh, my head coach. He goes, yeah, I got to get up really early. I said, why is that, Mike? He goes, I got to cook 25 pounds of taco meat. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, man, I hope you got a big pan. Uh, that sounds like a job for That's me. the great thing about Little League football. You go to the concession stand. You'll have homemade goods and things like that. I just want to graze all day, <laughs> never mind the game. But anyway, we're excited about that. That uh, kicks off tomorrow, 9 o'clock for the little guys. We get going at 11. Nick's already got butterflies in his stomach. This morning he was like, Dad, you know, I'm getting a little nervous. I said, that's oh, all right, man. Nick. I have butterflies too. We'll, we'll be all right. Call you- me when y'all get to Wilson when they had a clam chowder on Oh, deck. yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. The Little League game. I think that game's a Saturday, and that's we'll at 3 remote. o'clock. We'll be remote for that game? For the show? No, because that's will be a three o'clock start, oh, so we'll be dang. we'll be fine. We got to tell him to move it up. <laughs> <laughs> you announcing your son's game, Tony? No, I'm going to okay. announce the game before that. Because I didn't want you to be a homer. No, well, I'm going to be a homer anyway. <laughs> There's no political incorrectness about rattlesnakes. Oh, we're named. All of our teams are named after the snakes. Rattlesnakes. Uh, di- we are the Diamondbacks. Then there's the Cobras and Vipers. Pretty neat. Okay. We like it. And speaking of Little League football, Niagara Wheatfield, uh, they wanted me to pass this along. They are having their 2016 meat raffle Saturday, September the 17th, the Sanborn Fire Hall. That's 5811 Buffalo Street in Sanborn. Doors open at 6 o'clock. First spin is at 7. Tickets are $5. They include soda and draft beer. Bring your own snacks and cooler for meat and plenty of dollar bills. This is a 21 and over event. No outside alcohol permitted. They'll have special raffles, 50-50s. You'll have a freezer of meat, cooler of meat, a barbecue grill package of meat. They have door prizes. They have a seafood package, hams, racks of ribs. Oh, my God. 
God, I love that stuff. And uh, tenderloin. So check that out. If you want uh, more information, you can call Mark at 830-5788 or email him, markz at uh, sam-son.com. That's sam-son.com. So that'll get you in on the uh, Niagara Wheatfield meat raffle going on. You guys have anything for news and notes? Yeah, um, a few college verbal commits. Um, well, one of them is actually a transfer. I wanted to congratulate Katie Weimer from. I want to congratulate Katie Weimer from Orchard Park. Um, spent her freshman year at UB last year. Um, came on as a walk-on, broke some records, including the, the RBI single season record, and she's gonna transfer from UB and go to her dream school, Tennessee, to be a Lady Vol. Um, down in Tennessee, I posted a nice little picture she put up Rocky um, Top. on Facebook earlier this week. So I want to congratulate her on that um, awesome career at Orchard Park um, the last few years before her collegiate career. Um, another softball player, Verbo to St. Bonaventure. Her name is Allie Haskell, who threw, man, um, how many no-hitters did she throw this Too year? many. Too Several. many to count. Um I, I just seen that last week, and she's incredible ball player. If you haven't seen her, um, she has. Is she only going to be a junior? She's only going into her yeah. junior year. That's the amazing thing. Uh, uh, the Southern Tier schools, Bonaventure keeps an eye on them, and the ones they like, they get there early. But uh, she's uh, couldn't happen to a better person. Unfortunately, being a Southern Tier D school, they don't get the recognition up here when they award the uh, All-Western New York teams and all that. She should have been on it this year as a sophomore pitcher. I don't know how many no-hitters she got to throw, but... We lost count of her career (laughs) no-hitters. St. Bonaventure caught her, and that's all that matters. So congratulations to her. And then in girls basketball, Andrea Ziegler from O'Hara. Verbo to where else? Kenesha's College. Finally, we got one. A lot of people have been going to Niagara. She made the right choice. I know she. I don't know where she visited when um she had to opt out of the BA, BCA and Y tournament. But um obviously they they weren't as as prestigious as Canisius. But um I can't remember Markell. <laughs> it seems to me it was another one of the schools in that conference. So. Oh no! Oh, wait a minute. Stony Brook. Does that sound correct? That might that might be it. But not better than Canisius College. Congratulations and. Hopefully she sticks with it. It'll be nice to see her in the gold and blue. How nice was it last night to see two uh, local guys on the uh, field for the Bills in Washington? You had was a Coogler for yeah, the Coogler. yeah the center uh, for the Bills played uh, former three years. Orchard Park. OP, yeah, was yeah. it three years he played for OP before he transferred out? Before he left? Yeah, he transferred out his senior year. Yeah, and then that's three senior. years if you include JV. I don't think he was on a freshman varsity as a freshman. And then we saw uh, Gronkowski in at uh, fullback, so it was nice to see. Western New York connections there. Now, Dick, I was reading on the Channel 2 website where you do a wonderful job with your preview, kind of like what displaced your uh, former publication. And you had some news out there that's shocked all of us. And, and this has, I guess, been out there for months. Go on to fill us in. Well, Danny Kaplan, who's just an outstanding young man and was at Chicktawaka for 17 years, coached for you know, a number of sports, and he's a new athletic director at Alden. So congratulations, uh, Cap. And that's a good move and a good hire for the Bulldogs. So my question, Cap, if you're listening, are you still going to be involved with bowling? 
So am I going to look forward to that email? So congratulations, buddy. Well-deserved. Uh, also, there's something that you wanted to mention uh, that we failed to mention from last week. Yeah, uh, Blake Howell, the, the um, senior kicker from Canisius, made the first team USA Today preseason All-America, and he's already committed to Ohio State. And that is the second uh, kicker from Canisius in the last few years that wound up being on preseason USA All uh, America team. And Mike Tarbot, uh, who's at das Connecticut boot. now, was on second team a couple of years ago. So credit to Bryce Hopkins and Rich Hobbins and the Crusader sure. program for you know those kids getting to the point of being able to play Division One ball. Anthony, have I ever mentioned the fact that Blake Hobbiel is a grandson of a Kensington graduate? I'm not sure if I have, so I thought I'd better mention it. I think maybe only eight or ten times. <laughs> okay. I it's like, uh, what, as many times as uh, Allie Haskell throws a no-hitter, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. All right, guys, let's get into uh, our preview. We've uh, Our first week, which was two weeks ago, we started with the Monsignor Martin schools. Then last week we got into the small schools. This week is time for the big schools, Dick. So uh, let's get it started. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. In Class A, there are... Oh, wait, 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 wait. I forgot one thing before we do. I do have to mention this and bring this up. I want opinion from all of you guys that have you seen in the news uh, that the a 15-year-old, a fifth-year uh, Orchard Park senior with autism oh. is not being allowed to play uh, this year. I wanted to get uh, your thoughts on that, uh, first of all, starting with you, Dick. Well, I think that the, the, the section has a rule which basically follows the state, which is you have four years to complete your high school eligibility and going from freshman to senior. And he has done that. And so the section has denied him the opportunity or ability to participate this year with the, you know, the Quaker football. Um, you know, there's pros and cons to this, but you feel sorry for the kid. And I'm sure that the Quakers will have another alternative uh, volunteer effort to have him still involved, even though he won't be able to play. I guess my thoughts is looking at it is, you know, my train of thought is if you're 19, that that's put in there for safety reasons because they figure somebody at that age is mature enough that, uh, you know, if he hit somebody that uh, there would be a chance of injury. Uh, the chances of somebody with autism being able to do that, at least it's my limited knowledge of it, uh, would seem to me that he would not pose that risk. But I understand. I mean, you have eligibility. You have so many years to get it in, and, and you didn't. So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just wondering if there's some way to putting uh, a, uh, a side note to the rule to say, you know, somebody with uh, somebody like with autism should be allowed to, you know, but you'll have issues across the state yeah. all season for this That's, different one and that different one. Yeah, it, it's exactly. right. It's a slippery slope. The biggest problem is, and uh, you know, as much as I'd like to, you know, say Section Six, what's your problem and all that? They have to do it. One of the reasons being Orchard Park is good. They will probably they got to be the favorite in Section AA, and in most of the games, you know, they're not. There's not going to be a blowout game where. They would be losing on the wrong end unless it's a non-league game, and I can't even visualize that. But down the line, if they put them in a game where they're winning 56-2 to two or whatever it is, and they put them in for one play at the end just to give it to them, some school could protest and make that a loss and a forfeit and all that. 
and even on the state level down there. I mean, look what happened to the, uh, what, two years ago to the quarterback from Aquinas. Well, he was on the sideline. He could have played, but since he didn't dress, he wasn't eligible. So since he didn't dress, he didn't have enough games, so he wasn't allowed to play in the uh, one playoff game or the fact that he did, it was what turned out to be a forfeit and Aquinas was on the outside looking in at the end. Right. You know, too many games are settled in the uh, courtroom instead of on the football field, and somebody downstate is so desperate, you know, they'll do whatever it takes to win a state championship or whatever. That's what has happened. That's what Section 6 is up against. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to argue. I'm just saying it's out there, something, you know, form your own opinion on it. Uh, I was just throwing my thoughts. All right, let's get into our previews, uh, Mr. Gallagher. <clears throat> Excuse me, 17 teams in Class A, one league with eight, another league with nine. And with Class A North, this is going to be very competitive. With Star Point last year, it was 7-2. and two. They got upset in the playoffs. And their JVs are, were undefeated last year. They're 13-2-1 in the last two years. They've got eight starters on offense, nine starters on defense coming back from that team. And they have some outstanding talent. Tajay Ahmed, Anthony Robinson, and Terry Rutland are three outstanding running backs. Aaron Chase will be the quarterback at Stan Mazzara. But when you take a look at the overall body of work, <clears throat> they have to be listed as a favorite in this league in the preseason. It depends on what they do during the season. But <clears throat> Al Carbonaro from the and the coaching staff do an excellent job. Nortanawanda, I think, could, you know, is, should should dominate in this another league. Woodard. <clears throat> they got another Woodard, but they have <clears throat> listen listen to this. Starters, 6'5", 6'5", 6'3", 6'6", 6'5", 6'4", 6'3". Their line average is 254 pounds. They've got 14 starters back from last year's team. they got Zach Woodard, strong two-way player. And then they also have Joe Dodderwitz, an outstanding two-way player. Alex Johnson is going to be one of the best linemen. <clears throat> Tyler Bisek. They are going to be awesome. It will be very interesting. They play Williamsville South the second week of the season. They'll be a game that will have playoff implications, even though it's only the second game. Is of the that season. at Will South? That's at Will South. Yeah. And so I think Northern won the beat South last year, 46 to 45. You know, they came back in the last period and wind up winning. So Defensive the, struggle. The, yeah. The, the, this game will be good. Williamsville South is always competitive. Josh Foster, who's Matt Foster, who's always the New York brother, he'll be the quarterback in DB. Antoine Jones is an outstanding Defensemen Chris Nelson, Alex Mazinski are just a few of the key players for the Billies. Grand Island had a rare losing season last year, but they have some outstanding kids coming back. J.B. Wilkes, Cam Stanko, a quarterback who's only a sophomore. He played four games or started three or four games as a, as a freshman. Ryan McDonald, Zach Falvo. Sweet Home went to ten, nine or ten consecutive championship games. And last year they wound up winning two games. This Unheard year, of. <laughs> this year, and the JVs only won one game last year. And this year the, the, the three of their better players, two-way players, have transferred, transferred out. out. So you have yeah. to look at it. John Fowler who has got a 211 wins in 29, 30 years of coaching. This is going to be his last season. One of the players that will be Nate Fowler, and I think it's either his grandson or nephew, Brandon Rowe, <clears throat> Joe Banalafi, but I really think that the uh, Panthers are going to struggle this year, particularly just given the lack of talent. Williamsville East should be more competitive this year. They got a good 
passing combination and Nick Falkadites and Drew Butler, Jordan Clement and Joe Shiflett, and Joe from the uh, legendary Hall of Fame. He's uh, had 12 interceptions as a JV player last year. Ken Maurice, his, his uh, numbers are much better this year. I they're was happy be, to see that. They're going to be much more competitive with Pat Feltry in his second year. The key players for the uh, Bulldogs, Billy Souter, Zach Price, Owen Nadrowski, and Khalil O'Neill. Amherst was winless last year. They should be a little better this year. <clears throat> the, their JV program has uh, the uh, Kenzies. Garrett Kenzie and Mark Kenzie, who was the assistant coach at Clarence for years, he's coming in and helping the Clarence JV, so that's going to be, bode well for the program. But key players for the Tigers this year, Calic Kennedy, Jake Womack, Deshaun Bonefield, and uh, Joe Nicholas, who was at Amherst, transferred to Canisius, and that's going to hurt the Tigers because he was an excellent running back. Key games, week two, North Tonawanda, Williamsville South, in week five, North Tonawanda, Star Point, plus then when Ooh. South and Star Point play. So it's going to be competitive, but I think that Star Point, North Tonawanda, and Williamsville South should be in the playoffs. The other berths should be the, with the other five. Well, no, you mentioned uh, North Tonawanda looking real good and Sweet Home being questionable this year. It kind of makes it uh, mel- melancholy at the very east. Uh, week two, North Tonawanda at Sweet Home. That's a Friday night game, isn't that? Opening up their new, uh, uh, would that be the first football game on in, their in new the, field? Week two? I'm sorry, week three. Right. North Tonawanda's at Sweet Home. Right. And they'll, uh, op- they'll open up their uh, <coughs> complex. Williamsville North was. I'm sorry, out. I stand corrected, Dick. Week two, it's West Seneca at Sweet Home. West Seneca West will be playing at Sweet Home. Something to, you know, that's a gorgeous facility. We were out there for that. Uh, Girls lacrosse uh, senior game uh, in uh, June, and oh, that's gorgeous, Anthony. I don't know if you've seen it yet. Right behind the school, adjacent to the old football field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know you're going to miss that uh, uh, press box at the old Sweet Home. <laughs> I like that press uh, on those box. Wind, on those windy days, you know, and uh, you know, it was like riding a roller coaster at uh, Fantasy Island or something like that. Oh, look, Latin. there goes the ticket booth down the driveway. <laughs> <laughs> Never went to a fair weather game at Sweet Home. I, I catch. I've gone ones. to nothing but bad weather <laughs> games oh, there. A couple of those Iroquois playoff games at Sweet Home. Oh my God! Yeah, where work. the punt would you like travel five yards. <laughs> yeah, two yards up and two yards down. Yeah, I mean, just might add that Williamsville North is going to be dedicating their complex and having their first uh, night game on the third week, September sixteenth, at uh, Williamsville North and. All of the Williamsville schools are having uh, improvements to their complexes and renovating them. And uh, Williamsville North was the first, and the next year they'll begin for east and south. Awesome. Yeah, we mentioned Star Point. The talent is there. The skilled players, they got more than probably more than they need. Uh, the onus is going to be on our buddy Nate Butel, who's the line coach this year. He has to replace Sam Ray and uh, Zach Farrell. Two linemen who were, uh, you know, Trench Trophy linemen of the week, and Sam Ray was a finalist. Billy Aquino's still coaching too, right? Yeah, yeah he's there. Right. Our old pal Joe. <laughs> Sam, Sam Ray was 6'5", 280. He could be playing Division I football, but he's throwing the discus at UB with a scholarship, and he's going to make his mark in the next four years at UB throwing the discus. He threw it 193 feet in high school. The only person that ever did that was Sheldon Battle 
years ago for Jamestown. Jamestown. Wow. All right, well, guys. It's only 63 yards. Yeah, only. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. When we come back, uh, we'll uh, continue our preview of the A's. You're listening to Inside High School Sports. Back to listening inside high school sports. Tony Kelly, Marquel Slaughter, Roger Weiss, Joe Marguccio, and the legend Dick Gallagher. We're previewing large schools today on scrimmage Saturday. Many teams right now are scrimmaging. In fact, going on right now, Niagara Falls is hosting Maple Grove, Bennett, and Depew. And I know uh, what do we say that uh, Niagara Wheatfield? They're at Lockport. That was one. You guys have others. Well, just the one at Canisius uh, today, uh, and that one doesn't start till 11. Most of these others today start at either 9 or 10, the exceptions that I'm aware of being the 11 o'clock one at Canisius, and there's a 5 o'clock one today at Amherst, which was Kenmore East, Lewiston Porter, uh, Amherst, and I believe Riverside. That was a repeat of the one last year, if you recall, I went to that scrimmage, and I knew right away that, you know, I said to the Kenmore East people, where's the rest of your team? Uh, you're looking at them in there. And they ended up forfeiting that first game because right. of lack of players. I know Mar- Maryville, they're always hosting a scrimmage. Um, I believe Lakeshore and JFK is there, maybe one other team. Cleve Hill, they're at All High Stadium. Burgard is there. Yep. Um, uh, Cardinal O'Hare is there, and then I'm forgetting another team. Might be Alden. It seems there's a lot of blue and gold yeah, teams there. at All High Stadium today. Yeah. I hope they get their colors straight for which ones they're wearing today, <laughs> or there could be more confusion than Time usual. is at Tonawanda, and uh, Ken West is at St. Joe's. And Canisius, uh, as Roger mentioned, you have Canisius wins with South South Park. I don't know the fourth school, but that starts at 11. So plenty of scrimmages going on today, so if you uh, need your football fix, get out there and again, if you need more of a football fix, head out to Niagara Falls. Uh, let's see, it would be LaSalle Prep School on Buffalo Avenue tomorrow morning, uh, 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock. Uh, and then I think uh, so 1 o'clock and whatever game time the last game is. But we'll be there all day tomorrow for our uh, Niagara Falls Junior football as we kick off our season. All right, let's get back to the uh, large schools, Mr. Gallagher. Okay, Class A South. Um it's, they have eight teams, and this year four of the eight are from the city of Buffalo. This league is going to be smash-mouth football every play, every game. And leading off, you have South Park, who surprised everyone and won a state championship. And just as a sidebar, Maine Endwell, the team that they beat in the semifinals and, and stopped their 62-game win streak, is playing for the U.S. championship in Little League Baseball in That's Williamsville right. today at 3.30. Dick, but, have you ever seen a team, though, like South Park, lose as many players as they did? Well, a lot After of times. After winning a state championship. I mean, they've lost everybody. Well, they lost. They didn't lose everybody. They lost some key players. But Jeremiah Sanders is only a junior. He yeah. was all West New York last year, 6'3", 300 lineman. Nick Schaefer, who stars on both sides of the ball. Khalil White, who transferred in from St. Mary's, running back. Elijah Winston, Devontae Fountain, who also was transferred in from Sweet Home. 
So they got a couple of transfers so they're reloaded. That, that, that they're reloading. Well, the big question is, is can't replacing the quarterback production out of the quarterback position. That mm. that's it. And when when, when you too. and when you when you have Tyree Brown and what he accomplished last year, which was probably one of the best performances I've ever seen in all of high school football that I've been involved in. And uh, you look at having to replace him. But Timmy Delaney is in his eighth or ninth year there. He's done a wonderful job, and he'll have those sparks ready. Bennett is now in an A school. They were a C school. And they have four of the top linebackers in the area with Isaiah McDuffie, strong two-way player, also already committed to Boston College. Is he committed as a running back or a linebacker? A linebacker, from what linebacker, I understand. Yeah. Okay. But uh, Marcellus Tolliver, Nigel Robinson, and Jamal Lofton are four of the best linebackers. Jamal Lofton was a stud on both sides of the ball for Lackawanna last year. He transferred over to Bennett. And Bennett, interestingly, is a B school, if you look at it by the numbers. They're, only, they're 438. And A's are 570 to 929. But the section decided to put them in as an A school. They appealed. They lost the appeal to the state. So now they're in uh, Class A South. Those two teams play in week five or six. That ought to be a Donnybrook. West Seneca West, uh, I mean, West Seneca East struggled a little, uh, hasn't struggled. They've only lost four games, or seven games in four years. They've been out of terror. With with Jim Marino. They're, they're led by Joe Ramuno, who's just an outstanding uh, two-way lineman, and he'll be uh, one of the Trench Trophy candidates. Jacob Marino and Jer- Jared Marino are, are Jim Marino, the coach's uh, sons. They're twins, and Jacob is an outstanding running back. Other key players, Austin Bridenstine, who's the quarterback, and Ryan Kostick. McKinley has a new coach and Brian Hillary. That surprised re- me. Replacing Ed Wilson after seven years. And they they are young, but they're talented, and they're going to cause problems for some of their opponents. Mile Haynes, Joe Jamison, Talon Holloman, and Jermaine Boyd, who's six seven, three hundred and fifteen. They're going to be the key players for the match. Six seven, three fifteen. <laughs> That's all. No, is it a phone number? <laughs> and, uh, oh, and Iroquois, who's been very competitive under Keith Marshall. They have an outstanding running back in Brandon Yaks yeah, last, last year, 1,436 yards, 14 TDs. Nate Emmer, who will also be a Trench Trophy candidate, 6'5", 260. He's on a lot of college uh, recruiting lists. Zach Slay, Connor Day, and uh, they'll be very competitive. Hamburg also has a new coach, Jeff Tripp, who took over for P.J. Colley, and P.J. just going to concentrate on being athletic director at the Bulldogs. They have a thousand-yard rusher and Jason Jaskaloka, and Shane Dix, Riley Hummel, and Brett Hall are other key players for the Bulldogs. With Seneca West, key players Jesse Broad, Jake Weber, Vinny Draper, Cole Matizic, and Lakeshore, who who struggled to get players. But from the article that Miggy Rodriguez had this past week, they've got enough players, and you have to give credit to uh, the administration, the athletic department, for being able to get this. And a couple of key players, Lawrence Jenkins, who's always a New York candidate at DB, and Brave Williams, a lineman, I think he's only a junior, but he's 7 feet, 400 pounds. So between uh, Brave Williams as well as Jermaine Boyd at 6'7", 315, we have some... uh, If they can light a fire under Brave and get him 
really motivated. I'd love to see what he could, what his potential would be. Oh, it, 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 it's it's unbelievable. And uh, Riverside has struggled the last few years. I think they could struggle again this year. They, they just new, made a coaching change, right? Right. Uh, Jose Rodriguez is out. Now Bruno is in. Yeah, Bruno. And the key, some of the key games, week one, which is rare that you have a game like this, but Bennett at West Seneca East. That's going to be one of the top games next week. Week four, you have South Park at, uh, versus Bennett at L. I. Week five, you have West Seneca East at South Park. Man. Every game here is going to be, week. as I mentioned in the beginning, smash mouth football. It is going to be fun to watch. The best division in, in the state just got a lot better with the addition of Bennett. It's crazy. Do you put any emphasis or anything in uh, how teams do in the passing leagues throughout the summer? Yeah, and, and one of those passing leagues, I don't know – if we're, um, you mentioned now, or wait, but in the double A's, Hutch Tech. That's Hutch Tech. where I was going with that. Okay. Yeah, uh, that they won what, either one or two passing leagues. Right. And I'm thinking, okay, that tells me that they're going to be all right at the skill positions. That may have some speed, uh, you know, whatever, guys that can catch the ball, run the ball. Will they have a line to be able to do anything to give uh, that offense the potential, uh, you know, well, maximize get, their potential? Well, they got uh, Michael Carr Johnson, who's 6'2", 280. He's been a three-year starter. He'll be the anchor of the line. But they'll, they'll be competitive. The problem is that they're in the division with Orchard Park and Lancaster <laughs> and uh, Jamestown. Jamestown. Fun? Wow. <laughs> Another uh, matchup uh, on that uh, Class A schedule, Week 7. Uh, South Park and Iroquois will be playing at All High Stadium. That's a four o'clock game that they rivalry week this year is so unbelievable. The traditional ones. Then you add uh, the Iroquois South Park game. Canisius and Joe's is also on rivalry week this week. How does the media cover all those? Uh, Rival rivalry week. Somebody games. cut his mic off. He yeah. can't even talk this morning. <laughs> really, and then. If that's not enough, then that night at 7 o'clock, Cathedral Prep at St. Francis. Don't, don't forget Cleveland JFK. That'll be on a Saturday, week 7. Hey, every week, yes. <laughs> every week, you have competitive games. And I mentioned last week, 70% of the games in the first seven weeks of the season with uh, Monsignor Martin and Section 6 uh, are being played Friday nights. 30% are being played Saturdays. So you have a couple of weeks where you have – 32 games or 30 games on Friday and you might only have eight or nine games on Saturday. So it'll be interesting how the media handles that because the amount of work that's going to be required Friday nights, early Saturday mornings, getting all the stuff in for the paper. Well, a big help of that is a lot of our listeners out there and people who follow high school uh, football and high school sports. They'll be on Twitter and they'll, you know the scores will be out there. You know, hashtag inside high school sports if you want. You follow me, Tony at uh, what's my hand at Tony ten seven sixty four. I even forgot my own I was about handle. To say, I know the first four letters. Can't even remember <laughs> your birthday anymore. No, I can't. But they'll also be able to listen at ten a.m. on Saturday mornings to find yeah, out what happens. So. We'll do. We'll do our best. Uh, you could go to our Facebook page, Inside High School Sports. A lot of the people post, uh, you know, up to date. As, you know, while the games are going on, pictures of the game. You know, so we have all that covered, and that's where social media is a big help to the media in covering high school sports. He also mentioned uh, earlier when you mentioned Nate Ammer from uh, Iroquois, along with uh, Dan Kubik of Orchard Park, who I'm sure you're going to talk about very shortly. Those two are probably the early 
preseason favorites for the French Trench Trophy. Had they uh, not had the requirement of being a senior a year ago, I suspect both of them might have been finalists. Yeah, and particularly with uh, Ramono, Kubek, and Emmer from uh, those those three. Plus, you have another stud who was all Western New York lineman last year. Excuse me, playing for Jamestown, Jeremy Bush. He benches four hundred and thirty-five pounds. It's crazy. He just is is a monster on both sides of the ball. So, it'll be interesting to see how he does. All right, let's get into the uh, into the big boys. The big boys. Eleven teams, two divisions. What I don't understand is why they have two divisions. Bingo. Why the heck don't they just have one division and then six teams making the playoffs and working it that way rather than having four out of five and four out of six being in the playoffs? It's not, to me, the best, but apparently within Section 6 and the Federation that a lot of the coaches like it this way, and it is what it is. But uh, in AA North, this, to me, is a toss-up. No one jumps out as the the overall favorite, but Williamsville North – has moved up a class, and they're as they go up and down, they, up and yeah, down. I think well, they're always on the bubble. Yep. Yeah, but I think, it, we feel. I think it benefited them going and up, the, and that's tough because <laughs> they they should be very competitive in in this league. But they also been, could have dominated, I think, with some of those teams in uh, A North. But Connor Kelly, who's uh, related to Jim Kelly, the nephew, and he's an outstanding player. He's been injured for some time during the last couple of seasons, but. He's one of the best linebackers in the area as one of the best leaders. And if he can stay healthy, he's going to do damage, and he could be playing Division One ball last year. Wow. Anthony Manisalco, his 6'3", 190 wide receiver defensive back, and he scored, I think, eight, eight or nine touchdowns last year receiving. He already then has they have a the career interception record there. Twins, Jason and Andrew, who are back for the third year. Their brother, Duke. At his scholarship, he's playing at University of Buffalo. And Tyler Hokolowski. Are they as big as Duke, by the way? No, 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 okay. nowhere near. Duke was. Uh, he's thick. Uh, he, he he's thick, and he's a man among boys. But now he's a man man among men, given right. the size of the people at UB. Anthony, excuse me, Dick. We should mention that uh, Maniscalco, as a tribute to our late friend, is the grandson of Chuck Funky. Oh, I didn't right. know that. Okay, right, and and they also have. Uh, Another Maniscalco playing JV. And there used to be a Maniscalco that worked here on WGR years ago. That could be the case. Six degrees. Probably a cousin, uncle, whatever of the current And uh, Kenmore West has a new coach, John Haynes. We played uh, Rich Harris after 14 years. Key players, Tyler White, who's outstanding two-way lineman for, for the Blue Devils. Cruz Hayes, Jalel St. John, Jameer Lynch, Lynch is outstanding two-way player. They'll be very competitive. Clarence, who won four games last year, but their JVs were eight and two. They'll Have be you better. seen their new field yet? Uh, wow, yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, and they've done a wonderful job in the, the renovating that complex and putting the baseball field in, in, in uh, other for, in other venues. Uh, Nico Mullen, who's one of the more versatile players in Western New York, last year I think he played four or five positions. Russ Kobarecki, who's six four, two sixty, two seventy. Will anchor the line. Jack Putney, who's a sophomore quarterback. Brett Naylor, Garen Dudas, and Niagara Wheatfield had five wins last year. They've been down for almost a decade, but and, they strung it all together at the end of the year, and right. they really came on strong. And I think they could be the league sleeper. 
And Corral Darrell Welsh is an outstanding running back. He should rush for over 1,000 yards. Josh Shumate, Kevin Lumadu, and Chandler Gulowski are other key players for the Falcons. Lockport has a new coach in Matt Vermette replacing uh, Greg Bronson. And Javon Ford is only a junior quarterback, but he's a two-way threat running and passing, and he lit it up in the playoffs and kept Lancaster in the playoff game last year. I mean, kept Lockport in the playoff game against Lancaster. Tavon Chambers, the JV, though, last year were winless, so Matt, you know, could struggle this year with his uh, Lions. And Niagara Falls, who are start out the season, you know, competitive, and they haven't been into in, in, to Rich Stadium. Well, they but, fade by the second half of the season every year, it seems. But key players, Del Hunt, Tell Hunt, Mario Taylor, and uh, Chuck Ormore. And those five teams... To me, North, uh, Kenmore West, and Clarence could, uh, any one of those three could wind up winning, and you have four of the six that are going to be in the, the uh, playoffs. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll take a look at the South. You're listening to Inside High School Sports. We're back one last segment of Inside High School Sports. Brayton Wilson and Nate Geary coming up next. What are you guys going to be chatting about uh, today? Uh, we're going to be going over some of the uh, some of the preseason highlights from last night with the Bills losing to Washington, and talk about the uh, talk about the loss and what's up next for the Bills. Can you guys talk about Ed Hockey? We should retire. Hopefully, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll touch base with it. All right, thanks, thanks, Brayton. Great job as always. All right, one last segment of Inside High School Sports. And then you can tune it into those guys coming up at eleven. All right, let's get into the one of the, well, the most competitive, the competitive part of Double A. Usually, where we get our champion to move on to face Rochester. And just an example: in the last sixteen years, Jamestown and Orchard Park were in the finals, and some of them they were in the two teams playing for the championship. OP twelve times, Jamestown six times. And Lancaster hasn't been in since, I think, 2009. So when you look at it, OP and Jamestown have dominated the last few decades. And in Class AA South, only five teams, four make the playoffs. We talked about that before. Orchard Park, to me, is loaded. They have Dylan Janka, one of the premier quarterbacks in the area. Last year passed for 2,424 yards, 23 touchdowns. He's also... Ran for a couple hundred yards and seven or eight touchdowns. Dan Kubek, who's 6'6", uh, 290 pounds, outstanding lineman, always New York last year. Zach Prince, who's a strong two-way player. Josh Dahl, who is running back, uh, uh, excuse me, is a candidate for 1,000 yards, but he, I guess he's also going to be spend time in the slot. Nico Rapini and, and Ethan Falcone, who's a uh, junior, but uh, they're loaded in uh, Matt, I believe it's Matt Morrison, they, uh, Brett Morrison, who's also an outstanding lineman for the Quakers. Lancaster has a new head coach in Eric Rupp, and they have an outstanding running back who last year went into Jamestown after Lancaster losing by 60 points to Central Catholic in, in uh, Ohio, and he's rushed for over 300 yards and upset James to help lead James helped lead Lancaster past Jamestown. But Zach Zamborski, 1,339 yards last year, 22 touchdowns. LG Castillo, 
one of the best athletes you'll see ever playing football and baseball. He's already committed to the University of Oklahoma. 6'3", 225 pounds, outstanding arm, and uh, he just is, is an outstanding athlete, and he'll be fun. And I mentioned to the, the coach this week that he should throw about seven fades to uh, LG during the course of the game, and he'd at least come up with uh, at least a couple of touchdowns. He is awesome. Other key players, Jacob uh, Luterman, Joe Andressen, and Trevor Wilson. And the quarterback position is being uh, competitive between North Noah Spire, who's Dan Spire's brother, who co- who was the quarterback for a right. couple of years for the Legends, and Ryan Menzel, who's the son of uh, one of the coaches. Jamestown, as mentioned before, Jeremy Bush, 435 pounds benching. Last year he was a monster on both sides of the ball, all West of New York, all state. Devon Jackson, who's a three-year starter, running back DB, he should rush for 12, 1,300 yards because they're going to be more of a run-oriented team than pass. Matt Hill, Noah Terzillo, our other key players, and Hutch Tech, Dwayne Robinson, Michael Carr-Johnson, Walik Jeter, DeMarco Myers are just some of the key players for Chris uh, I'm sorry, Chris G., the, the uh, coach. And Frontier, who struggled last year, they won one game in varsity, one game in JVs. They have a couple of key players who are decent, Keegan O'Connor and David Blackwell. But I think that the Falcons could struggle again this year. And Well, uh, look at the division they're in. I mean, how, it's... And then the key... When you look at four of the five are making the playoffs, so you look at the Falcons' struggle, and you have O.P., Lancaster, Jamestown, and Hutz Tech in the playoffs. But key games, week two, Jamestown's at Lancaster. Week three, O.P.'s at Jamestown. And in week five, Lancaster's at O.P. But that game's not on Friday night. That game's on Saturday at 1 o'clock. Homecoming. It's at Churchill Park's uh, homecoming. Joe, you had something? Yeah, I wanted to go back to Jamestown. I actually think this is their year to bounce back. If I gave you these stats, where would you tell me this guy played? 90 tackles, 28 for loss, 10 sacks. The end? No, tackle. Yeah, defensive tackle. Jeremy, Jeremy Bush. Bush. 90 tackles playing in the interior line. That's wow. unbelievable. That is unbelievable. Well, it's going to be a fun competitive season. I mean, this yeah. is we love this stuff. Yep. <laughs> I Anthony, wait. can I read anything into the fact that while Dick was uh... – uh, mentioning the woes at uh, Frontier this year that Nate uh, surprisingly disappeared. <laughs> he did leave the studio. Nowhere to be seen. Did he All foresee right. that coming? Boy, he is he's good. <laughs> I'm sorry. That guy is good. All right, guys. Thank you very much, Dick. The last three weeks have been great awesome. uh, for the preview. Thanks for having me. appreciate it. Yes, my pleasure. And, guys, uh, get out there. As I said, Little League starts this weekend. There's games today. I know the Buffalo Vets are playing. Tomorrow we play. And uh, the next sat- next Friday, we start high school football. And next Saturday, we'll bring you the uh, highlights from Friday night. And then keep an eye out. We will have our large and small school polls that Joe Marguccio is going to put together for us on our Facebook page. So you're going to want to catch all of that. Keep Daryl Gustavo in mind next Friday night when you're playing the national anthems. I'm sure there will be a moment of silence for him at the Iroquois home opener. Milt, we miss you big time. All right, guys. We'll talk to you next week. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.